0: Welcome to the Catholic Cafe, where Catholic truth is served fresh daily. We've made you a reservation in the luxurious corner booth, so come on in and see what's on the menu today. Now, here's your host, Deacon Jeff Drzymski.
1: Mind your P's and Q's, we are here in the luxurious corner booth of the Catholic Cafe. <laughs> I am Deacon Jeff sitting in the luxurious corner booth of said Catholic Cafe. So happy to be here, and uh, in fact, I'm happy to have my guest with me today. Uh, The booth is empty except for one other, uh, and that is John Edwards, Mr. John Edwards, Johnny Awesome, as I like to call him, uh, who is here visiting with us, and so it's such an honor and a privilege to have you in the luxurious corner booth. Well,
0: thank you for having me back, Deacon Jeff. I was uh, angered that Leah Jacobson, I think, uh, outthroned me for the most appearances on your show. Yeah, so here, this (laughs) this shows
1: you the gamut that we have here on the Catholic Cafe, all the different, like, so we had... Holistic feminism. Sure. And now we're having authentic manhood. That's on our, right. The very next week. <laughs> uh, in fact, I wore my bowling shirt today. See, it says Jeff right there. There you Wait, go. Right there. <laughs> it says wherever it is. It says Jeff on it. So I thought, what better way to be manly than to... Uh, to be a good bowler. And I, you know, I I don't know if I've ever seen you bowl jump. I imagine you're terrible. <laughs> I don't think you want to. No. The 6'8 frame has trouble getting low to the floor. So listen, height actually gives you an advantage, but look, that's all that's a whole nother show. Sure, sure. Right? Advantages in bowling technique. But what we're going to talk about today, I think is actually an important topic. And I think it's interesting that the Holy Spirit would have me talk about holistic feminism and, and how beautiful that is with Leah Jacobson. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then to turn around and talk about authentic manhood. Yeah. Right, just and what that is to be. Be a man, and and also how uh, how we how we become better men, and why it's so important, and what we can do in our parishes, uh, because it just seems like there's there's so little uh, out there for so many men that need uh, that need help, right? To be to be a man, um, and so we'll we'll just kind of dive right into it. I, I do want to tell folks uh, that if for those who don't know who John Edwards is. Um, he is uh, the guy that runs Pew Ministries, which is sort of the umbrella operation over a very popular podcast, Just a Guy in the Pew, uh, which is recorded right here in the Catholic Cafe. It I is. just wanted it to is. drop that little hint, <laughs> let everyone know that, uh, and I'm honored to be part of that process, sure. because it's a vital ministry, it's a wonderful uh, experience, and where do they find Just a Guy in the Pew? Well,
0: you go to Just a Guy in the Pew dot com, we've got the website there, you can listen to the podcast there, or any of your favorite podcast platforms, and you know, I wouldn't be able to do it if it wasn't for you, Deacon Jeff. You're the that's one that came to me. That's what I want to, to be, be here. Yeah, I know, I know. I know <laughs> what you were <laughs> digging for. That's what I was waiting for. <laughs> but no, you came to me, and, and when you heard what we were doing with men in our parish, you said, you know, I think this is something other people should hear. And, and you said, I, I'd like you to do a podcast. I think my response was, I have no idea how to do that. And you said, I do, and I'll help
1: you. That's right. And so, and the rest is history. That's right. Uh, so you have like a 100-something. How many? 100 <laughs> and...
0: Forty six yeah, after it, today. It, I, think. I
1: know it's kind of like my kids; they just get one after another, and all of a sudden you go like, <laughs> "Where did all these come from?" <laughs> uh, no, what a what a blessing! Uh, yeah. And there's so many really good. I've I've had the privilege of listening to every one of them because yeah, I've been here right. while they've been recorded, uh, and they're just they're just great. So if you're looking for just uh, a regular guy talking about men and what we need to do and how to be better Christians and how to follow Jesus, uh, and all, and you've got so many great programs uh, yeah. and so many great things that you're doing. Uh, tell me about some of this uh, virtue stuff that you're, that you're working on.
0: Well, you know, a couple of years ago, we started looking in our men's group about how to walk uh, closer to, to discipleship. You know, it couldn't a men's group couldn't just be a place where you came and you dumped your trash. Like, you had to get some of those things out of the way, but then you start looking to grow and and how to live as Jesus wants you to live. So, you know, that's virtue. You know, so many men in this world are caught up in vice, and we have all these other things the world is throwing at us that we get involved in. And, you know, you can't just snap your fingers overnight and just say, I want to be virtuous, and you get hit with a virtuous lightning bolt. Yeah, I know. I (laughs)
1: wish there was a virtue faucet. (laughs) A virtue fountain. Just leave it on all the time.
0: (laughs) But, no, like, you have to start picking some and start, you know, working on those. And so we put together a program called The Dano Road, which I've been on here before talking about. And it's a monthly booklet that guys get. They subscribe to it at com, And it comes to them when it's on a different virtue every month. And then it helps them live that virtue by working on that virtue in the four main relationships of their life. So with God, number one, if that's not right, nothing else is right. With my wife, because she's the second most important person in my life. Not my children, my wife. A lot of people think the kids, but it's their wife or their husband if you're a woman. But um, the... Then the third week is with your children and the fourth is with your neighbor. And so you actually live out this virtue and we fill it with reflections and you've got the scriptures in there so you're growing in a relationship with God too uh, by being in his word. So we started that program and started, I mean, guys signed up all over the world and we're shipping these things out of the country into Ireland and Canada and all these places. And, you know, some guys were using it and they wanted to start using it in their men's group. So I kind of sat with that for a while and thought, man, what is God asking me to do? What is he doing with this ministry? You know, you and I have talked before. I don't really want to be a guy that blows into town and gives a talk and collects a check and leaves and nothing changes. Like, I want to be able to see that there's fruit left that's long gone. It's going to be there long after I'm gone. Yeah. Yeah. And so we started developing programs for men and helping men start men's groups all over the country, and that's what we're really doing in the ministry now.
1: So we should, we should talk about that for a second, because when we're talking about authentic manhood, uh, that doesn't happen in a vacuum. Sure. Right, that you're like, uh, look at that man over there. He's got this big wall all around him, and he's just protecting his manhood, and he is like, he is Mr. Man, and everybody sees that. It doesn't work that way. Mm-mm. I mean, we've heard that expression. Maybe I think it's kind of goofy, but iron sharpens, sharpens iron. iron yeah. yeah, we hear that all the time, and that, and that is an important thing to understand that like men particularly need to be sharpened sure right I, I i think back to the garden of eden and i think back to creation i think back to the fact that god made adam breathed life into him right made him uh out of the the, the dust uh, mm. of the ground and breathed life into him, and then kind of looked at him and said, "Like, dude, <laughs> you, you, you buy yourself, you're not going to make it to heaven." Yeah I mean there was natural grouping that had to happen. that was in the form of a marriage there with yep. Eve, right uh, And we know that whole story and how it goes, but but there is this sort of um, this by, by our creation, and by nature, we require the assistance of others. And especially with men who know men and, and know what it's like to be a man and and know the struggles of being a man, being around other men is important
0: yeah, it is, and it's so con- counter to what the cultural the culture co- excuse me i can talk today what the culture wants you know they want you to be separated to be isolated to be alone you know how many of our fathers if you're i'm forty three if you 're my age or older and even some younger You know, we're raised by a father that said, like, put your head down, don't complain, work hard, don't need anybody or anything. That's what it means to be a man, to be able to do on your own and for yourself. And so, so many men have bought into that, and they find themselves walking as a one-man army through the world. And you can't. Like, that's the reason Jesus sent out the the, uh, disciples two by two, was if one of them fell, there was another one there to pick them up. And so, that's what a lot of men lack in their life now. They lack a lot of authentic friendships. You know, men. If you say, "How many friends do you have?" Oh, I've got a bunch of friends, and they're referring to the guy that sits in the cubicle next to him. But I guarantee you, nine times out of ten, if if that guy was to get a promotion and move to the other side of the building, chances are those guys probably don't talk anymore because it's a friendship of convenience, not an authentic friendship. Right. And so, men are walking through life, and it, we've got all the stresses that we know that men have dealing with, you know, drugs and alcohol and porn and all the other stuff that's out there. And they need a place to be able to go and just be themselves and be real and authentic,
1: right? And see that real and authentic is the, is the key because yes. you'll someone listening might think like, well, you know, okay, I, I get what John's saying about having that my friends are my work people that those are the people I talk to, whatever, and that's not really sure. good because when I leave work, you know, where do I go, a, a, and and with whom do I uh, spend time, right? So. And then some will say, "Well, yeah, but like I go drinking every once in a while with some buddies, or we watch football together, and and some of us will have those, sure. uh, you know, uh, uh, you know, bar buddies or whatever. But w- really, are we authentic? Right. Are we are we vulnerable? <laughs> do we do we tell them what it what what's really going on in our lives, or is it all surface?
0: Yeah, and most of the time that's what it is. I mean, I had those relationships in my life for a very long time, where I mean, I had something to do with somebody all the time, but yeah. I was never they never knew who I was because I was afraid to share that with them." And it wasn't based on Christ-centered things, right? It was based on drinking or based on sports or based on something else. And you kind of had that idea that, man, if I, if I do open up, then I'm going to be looked at as weird or different. or And so we wear masks. And that's what we do all the time. Like, we have this mask for work and another mask for the bar and another mask for church. And we're never the same person. And we carry that stress out. And it manifests in one way or another. Either we're going to find somewhere that's healthy in our life to be able to let our guard down and be able to say, you know what, I'm broken, and I'm a mess, and I have issues, and so is everybody else, and we can come together through that and start to find ourselves in the Lord, right? But more often than not, we don't because we're hiding behind those masks. What we're trying to help people do is we're going into parishes and trying to start men's groups that are based on authenticity, that are based on being real, a place where guys can come in with their struggles, with their failures, with their faults, with their successes, with their joys, and just know that when I'm here, this is a place of confidentiality. It's a place of trust. It's other men that want to walk to, you know, towards heaven and virtue the way I do. And now I have this in my life, and through that, I'm going to have the strength I need to be the husband I need to be, to be the father I need to be, to be the employee I need to be, all the other things. And it's all based on guys being able to to let out a collective breath. And finally having a place where they can go and be real. And then Jesus meets them in that place and takes them further than we ever could.
1: And it's really not – it's not meant to be some kind of therapy session, right, where someone just basically, well, we all go together and we just hug and we cry, you know, because that's not really appealing to a lot of guys. But there might be some hugging. There might be just a few tears shed. But really what I love about it is just really the the genesis of this whole idea that you've had. Mm -hmm. Uh, Because I remember you from the very beginning talking to me about like, well, we just – we started a group over at at Holy Rosary. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's the that's your parish. Sure. We just decided to start a group of guys and we just kind of got together and started Describe what that like those first groups were were like.
0: <laughs> well, I mean it was first of all I walked in a room full of guys and poured my soul out about my, you know, drug addiction and all those things and that night, you know, the Lord really showed us the power of vulnerability. You know, the world has a definition like I've said a few minutes ago of vulnerability that is it means you're you're less masculine, you're susceptible to attack, you're weak. But God has the definition he gives to St. Paul when St. Paul wants those thorns removed from his side and God says, no, my power is made perfect in weakness. He's showing him that in humility, when we're humble, we realize we're broken and we're we're okay to share that we become strong because of him. And so those first couple of meetings after that, guys were finally just like, oh my gosh, I didn't know you could say this kind of stuff out loud. Yeah. And I'm not the only one who drinks too much or I'm not the only one that struggles in my relationship with my wife or I'm not the only one that's struggling with porn. And all of a sudden it was like, all these years of carrying stuff, these guys found a place where they could just, they didn't have the burden of that anymore, where they could just leave it there. We could talk it out. We could find our way through scripture and just look what Jesus said about these things and then start to hold each other up and, and, and you know, and bear each other's burdens and start becoming men that we wanted to be. And it was just amazing to see the transformation and, and literally the shoulders just relax on men when they've yeah. been sharing something they had never been able to share anywhere because they were told if they did they weren't a man.
1: And it didn't just stay like that. I mean you you no. you've honed a little bit more into like, hey what if we do this? What if we started doing this? And you've you come up with these like four pillars and you you've started designing the meetings in a way that, that had meaning and purpose and really were were designed to take the every man that showed up who was willing to go for the ride mm-hmm. to take him to somewhere.
0: That's right. And, and that's an important point. You said earlier, like, you guys sit in a room crying. It's not that attractive to men. Right? You're right. There were guys in our parish that were coaching football or doing so. There were the guys that would show up and build you a baseball dugout out in a day if you had, like, a cooler right. beer. But you won't see them at Mass. And so we started doing things. I started looking at the church and saying, okay, everybody wants to reinvent the wheel of evangelization, right? How do we do it better than the next guy? Or how do we do it differently? Why not look at the person who did it better than anybody, Jesus himself? And so you start to look at what he did, and I started going, we've got four nights in a month we meet. What are four things Jesus did? Well, one, he formed. He, he taught his disciples. So there's a needs to be a night of formation, uh, working on a virtue or whatever it is. That's where we use the narrow road, you know, and that material we put out there. But Jesus worshiped, right, even before the institution of the Eucharist. I mean, they were Jews. They worshiped in that way. So they worshiped together um then they they obviously served together right they went out and they healed the sick and fed the poor and clothed uh clothed the needy and all those things cast out demons and so there's a service night involved in it so we do that one night where we go out and we live our faith And then there's a fellowship night, right? That's what people love about The Chosen. Now these people are seeing like this side with Peter and and James messing with each other. Or they're sitting around a fire having a little wine and a little fish and talking about, man, did you see what he did today? That kind of thing. They fellowshiped well, too. So that's what I looked at. And I said, man, we've got these four nights. It really speaks to the wholeness of a man. Like a guy doesn't just need formation. He needs fellowship. He needs service. He needs to be able to worship with other guys shoulder to shoulder. And so what this does is it allows that kind of wholeness of a man to take and so if you do run into a guy that would probably love to be in that room but is just is is scared to take that step now he can go open a beer on a fellowship night and, and pizza or go throw cornhole or throw axes or whatever you're doing that night start looking around and going man this isn't just about guys sitting in a room crying and talking about their feelings this is these are guys that are different they just like being together and they love the lord and this isn't weird and awkward right and and i have friends in here i didn't think i i had so you do that and then you see the guy literally go well what do you do next well we serve you take them somewhere let them feed kids at a children's hospital his parents can't leave tear in their eye what do you do next well we worship you get them in there and guys will start going to confession first time in 15 years then their heart opens up and then you find them in formation and then they're there, and they're part of the group, and they're growing, and it's changing parishes.
1: That's awesome. Yeah, that's, that's, awesome. that's what it's doing. And uh, you know, I know every once in a while you have a fifth Wednesday, right? Mm-hmm. And it's it's rare. <laughs> and I know that's when you get together and just talk about how important deacons are to the church. That, that is, <laughs> that's what
0: we do. We have your picture on the wall. We venerate it, and, and then, then you, we begin then the you conversation. Throw axes, <laughs> you throw right. axes
1: at it. <laughs> um, right. No, so uh, that that sounds awesome, and it sounds like something that once you started doing it. Uh, that you, you – it wasn't long before you started realizing something and how important it was that that, uh, in your own sort of form of evangelization, I guess, is really just a – it needs to go outward. Yes. Right? It, it's something that, like, I can't just keep this at Holy Rosary. Right. I mean, there, th- this, this is something that parishes need because I, I would imagine there's a lot of parishes out there that struggle with having some kind of authentic – like manly group sure. where guys can do the same kind of thing
0: they do and i mean there's things out there and, and there's good stuff for men but one of the things that i ran into that I, I really thought was an issue was you know you'll have a couple of guys or one guy say i like go to his pastor and say i'm on fire for the lord maybe they went to a conference or something and i want to do something um part of the the problem is the pastor's so busy doing everything else he doesn't right. have time to run a, a group so he's got to have somebody to trust but being a guy that was thrust into that and just went in a room and opened up my soul to everybody, I, after that moment and that high was over, like the next week I was like, oh man, these guys are looking at me to lead. I don't know what I'm doing. I, I, I sell auto parts. I don't know how to, you <laughs> know, all this. And next thing you know, like I started to learn and I made mistakes. And, I, you know, I, I got caught looking for everybody who wasn't in the room instead of being present to the ones that were, you know, trying to grow the group and all these different things. So along the way, i figured out man like i really had to learn how to lead and some of these men they want to start a group but they don't know how to do it and there's that fear because you know how it is anytime you try to do anything for the lord the devil comes up and starts telling you yeah he shouldn't yeah you know and scaring you into it and that's that's why a lot of men's groups start and falter really quickly is because somebody says it's too much what am i doing their shame comes back all of that so what we're trying to do differently is instead of saying, hey, here's our shiny box with our DVD set and our 10-minute you know, guide and our you know, get a box of donuts and put chairs out and turn the lights on and let us babysit, we're not doing that. This, this is designed – content is the very last thing I ever talk about because to me it's the least important thing. What's important is men getting together, the leaders knowing how to lead other men through their own vulnerability and authenticity, and then content is something that, that comes last – Right, it should be something short and something that that men it gets them going on that formation night. But the rest of the time is meant for open sharing, because that's where their life is going to change. You can sit there and watch. I mean, if content was going to change the world, it would have already done it. Yes. Right. Yeah. You've got you hours that you could watch Pints with Aquinas, Matt Frad's show for probably two years and never see everything he's put out. And if you, but if you're not sitting there talking about it and sharing about it with somebody. It's just going to be stuff you, you, you digest and you don't actually live out in your life.
1: I, I liken that kind of thing. Nothing against Matt Fred. I yeah, love sure. him, Matt Fred. right? Yeah, me too. Uh, but I liken that to uh, like vitamins you buy in a bottle. Yeah. I mean, honestly, you take those vitamins, but like 90-something percent of those like go out of your body. They yeah. don't stay. They don't. They just don't hang in there. Sure. Right? But what does hang in there, when you eat properly, right? When you exercise and when you eat properly, all the nutrients and all the vitamins and all that stuff works 100%. Sure. Right, and that's a whole different experience, and and I think that's the same thing that's going on here with these men's groups. When you start it organically, and you've got or organic uh, like growth within that men's group, that that's a different. You're going to have a different result than if they were to plug in a DVD.
0: Well, that's right, because I mean I've talked to groups before in the past when you know they've shown me what they're doing, and they say you know we've been meeting for this many years on this day at the same time. We got all these people, and I remember I asked one group I said well what's that guy's name over there, and he said well that's Tim. Okay, tell me about Tim. Well, Tim works here and he's got two daughters and he's married. Okay, but tell me about Tim. And they were like, we just did. We told you about him. I said you've been meeting with him for 15 years and that's all you can tell me about him. Like that's this there's something wrong with that, right? right? Like we should know our brothers when we're in a group and things. So, what we're trying to do is basically follow the lead of Christ. And it's in the thing is like it's not about just running our material. That's what I'm about the content again. This is a format that can work anywhere. Right? You can go to any parish and, and build a worship night, a fellowship night, a formation night, and a service night, and there doesn't need to be some huge guide with somebody standing over saying, you need to do this, you need to do this, you need to look this way at this certain time and say this certain thing. You've got to have room for the Spirit to move and allow the Spirit to, to dictate what you're doing. And so that's what we're trying to do is make this space, give people a rough outline of, hey, here's something that works. Here's a structure that we've enjoyed and seems to be working around the country. You know, The country. The rest of it is for you to fill in, right? Because the Lord's going to walk with each one of us differently. Well, more than
1: you fill in, the Lord's going to fill it right. in. The Holy Spirit is going to be present if you do it that that's way. That's right. So, you, men- you mentioned leading with vulnerability, and you mentioned training leaders. And that-, that sounds vitally important, especially since a lot of times you just – uh, you're going to run into people who think like, well, I'm not a leader. And it's sure. like, yeah, you really are. You just don't realize it yet. Because a lot of people think that I'm not qualified. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm not strong enough. I don't have all the answers. They're going to look to me. I've never done this before. And then also, by the way, I'm a terrible sinner. I've got this problem. I've got that <laughs> problem. I've got that problem. And I can't seem to shake those problems. So uh, why do you think it's so important in, in, in the way that your sort of methodology here with sure. men's groups, why do you think it's so important that, that someone learn how to lead with vulnerability? What does that really mean? And why why will people follow that guy before they'll follow the the polished, perfect, big, strong leader guy?
0: Well, one, he looks like you. Yeah. You know, he looks Just like you. Just like me, you, you. you mean. Right. Physically, like Dick and Jeff. You okay. look like you need to be vulnerable. You want <laughs> to share something right now? <laughs> no. No but seriously like there's nothing more refreshing than than a person sharing from their own life experiences because you know we 've all been in these conferences, and you see the speakers on the stage i 'm one of them you know you've been one of them before, and there's you they could put off a vibe of like everything's perfect. I came out of the womb with a Bible and I was super holy and and where they could be inspiring a lot of times people could sit in the audience and go i'll never be that right like i'm never i, I don't have a shot at that. When we share that, like, no, I'm just as broken as you are, this isn't about me standing up here on a pedestal and leading you all to the promised land. This is me coming in and sitting down with you brother to brother and shoulder to shoulder and saying, look, I don't have it figured out either, but I know I want to be better, and I know that God wants me to be better. And so when a guy opens up with his own life, it gives a guy permission to do the same, right? It's like standing around a campfire and, you know, guys, if you put them face-to-face, they won't really say anything together. But you put a fire in front of them, they'll share their whole life story, yeah. staring at something. And that's what you're doing here. You're giving people permission. And what that does is, one, it, you're, you're healing your wounds. You're speaking about these things to where they don't have power over you anymore. And then the, the other guys in the room are doing the same thing. And it's almost like cleaning out a junky apartment, right? You've got all this stuff in. Jesus is trying to get in the door of your heart. But there's so many boxes he can't right. get in. So you're opening the window, basically, and throwing those boxes. Boxes out so he can get the door open and come in and put in a new floor plan, right, in your life and in your heart. And so, leading with that vulnerability, it builds trust with other men. This guy isn't just feeding me a line of what I need to do and he isn't living in himself. Or he's not, you know, there's no false holiness there, right? It's just, I'm broken, I want to be better, and I want you to come along with me. And it's God who does it all, right? So many times, those guys in the group, in my group at Holy Rosary, have thanked me for what i do and i deacon jeff i've met them with tears and said you have no idea what you do for me right this isn't about one guy it's about a team coming together having a main formator but then having a surrounding team that helps you because you can't do everything by yourself if you do you're going to get burned out right you're going to be the guy that goes well i'm doing everything and nobody else is coming or everybody just shows up nobody else works and you don't want that. You want something where the group is all about everybody. It's not just about one guy. And you show up that week and you just meet as brothers. It really is about standing shoulder to shoulder, being vulnerable, being honest about your life, and then allowing the spirit to come in and move and do the real work.
1: So I know there's there's guys listening to this right now. Uh, the Catholic Cafe podcast goes all around the place, right? We love EWTN. They, they, they've they got us on, on the air there at EWTN So we're, we're in a You know thousand different places Yeah sure Right And, and I think that's all. I guarantee you There's at least one person Listening right now Going like You know we, we, we got a men's club Or we got a men's group Or we we got some kind of Group of guys That get together And we either You know Cook spaghetti For the Knights of Columbus Or we do You know There's like these, yeah. these Groups that get together Which and I'm And I I love the Knights I love I, I love the fact That you have a group But they're probably thinking That maybe ours is missing That sure. element That you're describing is it really that easy? What, what, can they do it on their own? But what do you offer? Like you travel around. Sure. What, what is it that you, what, if someone's interested in this, what, what do they do?
0: Well, first of all, you can go to the website, just a on the And there's a book me page there. And at the bottom, there's a form to fill out. And you can just tell us what you want, what you're looking for. But what we've really been doing is, is what we call Restored Paris Mission. So we're going out and giving three talks. One, my conversion story, because it proves that God can change your life if you let him. Two, we talk about identity, which is what most people struggle with. Who I am, whose I am, and what I'm here for. For men, I hear that more than anything. They're in their mid-30s and they're going, what's my purpose? I checked all the boxes, what's next? So we go through that. If you don't know who you are, you're never gonna understand that that God is a loving father. If you don't understand you're a beloved son, And then you're never going to understand your purpose. So we go through that one night, the third night, or the second night, or if we do it all in one day, the third talk would be the most important thing, a personal relationship with Jesus Christ, what most people lack. We go through, we check boxes, but are we doing everything in our life because of our relationship and our love for the Lord? So we do that, and then while I'm on site, we train. We have materials we put together that breaks down everything we're talking about today, the format. The reason and the purpose for a men group, men's group, and then I train the leaders on vulnerability. And, all and those see, things. that's
1: the key. This is not. This is different than those boxed programs. Sure. This is not a DVD set. Not even a collection of pamphlets. I mean, it's essentially is. It's life breathed. Yes. Right, and it becomes organic in that parish. So it 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 grows in that parish organically in the way that that parish needs it. The culture of that parish. The location of that parish. The people of that parish. The men grow that group organically, and it's a beautiful thing when the Holy Spirit catches hold. It is,
0: and that's why I love to do it, because I want to look back 10 years from now and go, I went to that parish in Evansville, Indiana, in a cornfield. And 10 years later, there's still a men's group. Whether they're doing our stuff or not, I don't care. It's about building a place where men can grow to the men that they're called to be. So the women will be inspired, the children will be inspired, and a parish will be transformed.
1: That's a beautiful thing. So if you want to find out more, go to justaguyinthepew.com. And and there's all kinds of information there to help you book John Edwards into your parish. But also really to be able to come into the parish, train some leaders, and and just revitalize an existing uh, men's group or create a men's group that's going to have uh, have that kind of impact that needs to happen at your parish and in our church today. Amen. John Edwards, thanks so much for being here with us, and let's ask the Blessed Mother to bless all of these men's groups. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Holy Mary, Mother Mother of God, God. pray pray for for us us sinners sinners now now and at the hour hour of our death. death. Amen. Amen.
0: Thanks for listening to The Catholic Café. If you'd like to contact Deacon Jeff, send him an email at deaconjeff at thecatholiccafé.com. Visit us on the web at thecatholiccafé.com. You can also find us on iTunes or follow us on Facebook and Twitter. The Catholic Café is brought to you by the Order of Malta Federal Association. Join us again at The Catholic Café, serving up salvation one cup of coffee at a time.